0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075.
1: Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. And uh, the big news, uh, not only in the area, probably a lot of people in the country are talking about it, is uh, Sean Payton has found a job. And. Kind of the uh, gauntlet was leading him to uh, Denver and uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Jeff, basically have said, come on down, Sean, uh, you're our man. You know, we, we've we been speculating
2: the last couple of days that uh, maybe the window of opportunity had passed for Sean to uh, get a job. But going back a week, maybe two weeks, um, you know, we talked about uh, thinking that Denver was the best place to land because of the potential for stability. It's too early in this ownership group to say it's a stable group, but they got deep pockets. And also, when, when Vic Fangio started looking for other jobs, it made me think Sean said, listen, about the only landing spot for me is Denver. Uh, so you, uh, if you don't want to come back to Denver as the defensive coordinator, I get that. And that's one of the reasons in the back of my mind I thought Denver was the best potential landing spot for him if he was going to take a job this year and apparently he was content to do so and think the saints are happy with what they got in compensation
1: i do think so and uh, i also think that uh, as you mentioned uh, mr walton who purchased the uh, broncos for uh, have uh, just absurd price of 4.7 billion dollars not million but billion with a b And, uh, you know, after making the biggest splash move last season, Denver did. You know, they brought in uh, uh, Russell Wilson with two. First round and two second round picks. Uh, the Broncos are back at it. You know, uh, Tuesday uh, blockbuster. Uh, the Broncos agreed to compensation with the Saints in return for the Super Bowl winning head coach, Sean Payton. Uh, 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 Adam Schefter uh, made the, the reply. Payton, of course, was 152 and 89 in his 15 seasons with the Saints. Including a win over the Colts in Super Bowl uh, 44. The Saints will receive the Broncos' twenty first round pick, which is the 29th overall pick, and their 2024 second round pick for Peyton. And the Saints' twenty third round selection, sources said. Denver will hope for better results with the move after Wilson struggled uh, most of the season. Of course, the Broncos finished last in averaging. Uh, a little under seventeen points a game, which resulted in first-year coach uh, Nathaniel Hackett being fired after a four-eleven start. The Broncos uh, uh, reporters uh, and Saints reporters Jeff Lagwell and Catherine Terrell, uh, and draft analyst Matt Miller break down the deal. Uh, anyway, you know before this uh, this trade for Peyton uh, Tuesday, three coaches had been uh, traded for packages back in the day. Of course, we all remember Bill Parcells was traded from New England to the Jets for four picks in uh, a third, a fourth, and a a second. And uh, the next year, a first in 2000, Belichick was traded from the Jets to the Patriots for three draft picks, a first, uh, a fourth, and a seventh. And the Patriots got two picks in the fifth and a seventh back from the Jets. In 2002, John Gruden, that's the one I recall, mostly was uh, traded from the Raiders to the Pampa Bay Buccaneers for four picks. It was a first, a second, a, a first in the next year, and a second, and an $8 million cash deal. Of course, the Colts, way back when, uh, ended up uh, getting first-round pick for Miami Dolphins coach uh, Don Shula. Of course, he left the Colts to go to Miami. Of the NFL rule Miami viola, uh, violated the tampering rules, and uh, that's how that came about. Meanwhile, um, you know, we wonder—you know—you uh, know—we talked about maybe Peyton staying in the booth with, uh, you know, less stress and all. But Peyton loves a challenge, uh, and, and he's fond of us saying "crisis or carnival." Uh, anyway, referring to how the team will respond to the weekly tests that uh, come up during the season. Of course, Wilson. Uh, will be a big part of that challenge. Peyton has offered up his plan to fix Wilson in public interviews this year. Not only does uh, Peyton get a chance to try to return the veteran quarterback to his previously winning form, but he also inherits a unit that finished seventh in total of defense. It's also Peyton's chance to show that he can win without future Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees who was with him for 15 seasons down in New Orleans. uh,
2: That's the X in the uh, equation. It is. Whether or not uh, he can win without Drew Brees. He he had one season without him in New Orleans, uh, not the best season, but there were some other issues too. I'm not going to put it all on Drew Brees uh, having exited, but obviously they weren't ready to step up uh, at that position uh, last year and, and obviously not this past season either.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's Denver mortgaging their uh, franchise, you know, to get a few good years. Uh, uh, how long? it sure seems to me. Yeah, especially
2: after they gave up so many picks the year before.
1: Yeah, two firsts and two seconds. I mean, that's that's a uh, daunting, and uh, you know, four uh, that the, those four players could have made a team uh, for you. Uh, and the fact the Saints were willing to take uh, the number one overall pick was uh, likely a key. You know, they don't, didn't have a first-round pick this year. Correct. So, looking for one as they traded it to the Eagles.
2: But, but they didn't. You said number 29. That's it. The, and that must be something they traded for because I think, obviously, they should have uh, been a better pick than that. Yeah. To, considering where they finished this year. So, you know, their original pick must have been part of the Russell Wilson deal and— they acquired number 29 from somebody else probably along Yeah, the way. I think it
1: is San Francisco's uh, pick that the Denver team got how, I'm not sure. Maybe uh, I might see it a little bit earlier. But, uh, you know, and Wilson went out and campaigned uh, to get uh, Sean Payton to Denver. I mean, he he spent a lot of time uh, jabbering uh, with Payton, uh, begging him to come down there to help correct him and all uh, with uh, his flaws that he, he uh uh, picked up uh, through the course of the season and all, the Broncos did not have. The and, and it's draft not necessarily captain. just his
2: flaws, but maybe other offensive problems where Wilson just didn't connect
1: with those cats. Any, um, that's that's a good point, and also uh, to mention breaking
2: news: Tom uh-oh. Brady announces on social media he's retiring.
1: Well, he did that about last year. This time, I think so, the exact date. To be honest with you, wouldn't it be funny? And, wouldn't uh, it be funny? Let's see. Yes, sir. Uh, on, you know, in my today in sports history notes. On this date in 2022, at age 44, Tom Brady, the greatest NFL quarterback of all time, announces his retirement after a career. Does Tom Brady career. think
2: February 1st is April Fool's Day? Uh, he might. You know, because, he might. Uh, in, of course, 40 days from now, which was about the time he uh, backslid on his. A previous announcement uh, would have been before April 1st.
1: Uh, Here we go again. Uh, You're you're right about that. So, uh, And uh, like I said, Denver didn't have any draft capital. You know, the Saints getting a 29th pick, I was thinking maybe if they could find something within 15 uh, picks would be a nice selection. Uh, And you know what I didn't see in this article or any of the articles I saw? I didn't see any cash being uh uh discussed it's,
2: it's almost as if they had to get the same steel first for him to negotiate maybe yeah but but obviously there must be some general agreement
1: and understanding it's not like walton doesn't have any money if you know what i yeah. mean uh he's got a lot of capital uh cash and,
2: and, and it doesn't go against your salary cap i That's, don't think that is correct
1: that that so. also is correct so uh Anyway, the willingness of the Saints to agree to the deal, that included a 29th pick to go with a second rounder next year. They don't have a second rounder this year. It means the Broncos won't pick until the third round this year. But it was a price they were willing to pay to get that kind of a resume that Peyton brings. So uh,
2: Free agency begins in March. That's right. You know, they, there's always that possibility to help, if not build a program, at least add a little something
1: to it. Also, the Saints knew from the day Peyton stepped away that he could back uh, get back on the sidelines by 2023, whether it was uh, them or not. Uh, in that regard, Saints general manager Mickey Loomis didn't want to prevent Peyton from returning, but also wanted adequate compensation. Of course, that compensation would have dropped drastically if Peyton didn't find a team until 2024, which would have been the final year of the Saints' deal course the saints now get a chance to uh get back into a day one of the draft and w- won't walk away empty-handed after losing their coach unexpectedly last year and their future at quarterback is murky enough with the saints defensive end cam uh, jordan was tweeting his desire for the saints to draft uh, one minutes after the Peyton news broke, the first-round pick could certainly help them get back in the mix, uh, including giving them more draft capital if they wanted to trade up uh, to know, draft a quarterback. When
2: I first heard about the number one pick, and I didn't see that it was the 29th pick, I thought to myself, what a wonderful trade it would be if it was like the fourth or fifth pick. Uh, the Bears trade for that pick, swap picks uh, with the number one. They don't need the number one pick. Um, and then the Saints get the number one pick, and the Bears get a good solid four. I'm thinking to myself, as as certainly a Bears fan and certainly somebody who wants to see the Saints succeed, I thought, gee, maybe uh, both teams could benefit. But then I re- you, you tell me it's a 29 pick, yeah. and I'm like, no, sorry, yeah. you can keep that one.
1: Well, with the first-round pick, what is the uh, biggest need and who could fit there with the Saints uh, – of course, the Saints' biggest need by far is at quarterback Andy Dalton scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent, while Jameis Winston has a year left on a two-year contract he signed in 2022. There's no guarantee that he will return to New Orleans, but uh, at pick number 29, I don't have a, a late first-round grade on any quarterback in this class. Uh, the pivot uh, to look for upgrades at the defensive line uh, with a Georgia Tech player by the name of Keon White, uh, Derek Hall of Auburn. And tule to Tupelo of u s c could be targets for New Orleans, which also owns the number forty overall pick early in the second round so uh uh, just an interesting trade. How much power beyond that head coach will Peyton wield? You know, he had pretty much free reign. He and Mickey Loomis worked pretty well together. And uh, I can also remember Bill Parcells saying uh, that, you know, uh, if you want me to cook the meal, I want to pick the groceries. And uh, meaning that he wanted to have input in uh, who they drafted and uh, who they were taking. Uh, I think Bum Phillips had uh, but, uh, with that with the Saints. And, I always thought Bum had a good uh, head for horse flesh. You know, he he could tell a good football player, and the Saints had some pretty good defensive teams, especially that core linebacker group, of course, with Jim Mora uh, uh, put together. But – uh Bum Phillips had uh, I can remember him saying when they took George Rogers whether that was the right pick or not back then with uh Taylor standing out there as another 2 pick that the Giants took uh but he said uh, uh he's going to carry the ball uh every play possibly and uh the defensive player might not make the tackle every play but uh Bum knew the game and uh we'll see uh how all this is going to break out in the next uh course of course the draft is not uh, until the end of April or somewhere in that last week in April. I think the last Thursday in April kicks yeah. it off. and they'll have the first round, then the second, uh, third, and uh, end up with the uh, latter three or four rounds on that Saturday. So, uh, Sean Payton now, the d- head football coach. And another thing, Jeff, when I think about it, we won't see the Broncos till maybe every uh, five every, or six yeah. years, you know, in that regard. So, uh, don't know when the Saints played that uh, AFC division, that West Coast division. It seemed like they played him two years ago. So maybe uh, if not next year, the following year, 24 might be the year he'd either come to New Orleans or the Saints would head out to Denver. So, uh, Sean Payton. And also news, too, it looks like uh, the Houston uh, Texans might have a coach, too, and D'Amico Ryans, who's the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. It looks like uh, that deal is coming uh, to a close as uh, a former player with the Texans the uh, former Alabama All-American, says uh, that uh, looks like a deal is uh, just about done in that regard. So uh, um, out of Santa Clara, California, it didn't take long after the Texans used the number 33 pick in the 2006 NFL draft to linebacker D'Amico Ryans. Uh, and as fate would have it, the Texans uh, coaching staff included a handful of future San Francisco 49er coaches, Young Kyle Shanahan was in charge of the wide receivers and uh, a few of those coaches, but looks like D'Amico Ryans uh, waiting for an announcement about that uh, being the uh, next head football coach for the uh, Houston Texans. And uh, Ryans uh, also, I think, uh, did some uh, some quality control coach, uh, two, uh, coaching uh, inside the linebackers. So uh, he's a good choice. You know, the uh, 49ers had a heck of a defense this year, of course, when you have uh, the players to uh, support that. But he did a good job. The 49ers were hard. Uh, of course, they had a, kind of a letdown uh, when their quarterback went down. But uh, in the meantime, uh, waiting on that news. So it looks like right now it's the Colts and the Cardinals uh, looking for head football coaches here in the, the NFL. So uh, we'll see what that comes into play, too, uh, in that regard, Jeff. So uh, don't By, know if by the have...
2: way, the, the Saints play the AFC South. And the NFC North, for what that's worth, too. But uh, And I should not remember that. But uh, AFC South, uh, so they don't have Denver this year. Unless it's the Super Bowl. Uh, yep. There you go. You know, what
1: the heck. How about an exhibition game?
2: That I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I, I, now, that has not been determined. Uh, uh, opponents uh, for the preseason have not been determined. Uh, that would be a fun matchup.
1: And And, and also how does the 14 us uh, 14 the 17th game come around how's your opponent you, you, you There's know how, there. Th- there is a formula there there
2: is it rotates by division and similar with your uh, regular the previous regular season schedule you play those three uh, division opponents twice that's six of your games you play another division that's four of those games you play four teams from the AFC the the division that rotates so you've got two extra games in the NFC and if you finish in first place, you play the other two first place teams that aren't on your schedule. Correct. And the seventeenth game now is against an AFC opponent for the Saints uh, being an NFC team, mm-hmm. opposite conference, and that rotates too, and again first place versus first place. Okay. Second place versus second. Right. So it looks like the Saints
1: are playing New England based on uh, their two, uh, They're finished. finish. And they finished, if my memory serves me right, did they finish third in in their division or did they finish?
2: Yeah, because they lost to Carolina, I think they finished third. Okay.
1: All right. And Atlanta finished fourth. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. And Tampa, of course, with the, uh, eight and nine record finished first. Anyway, um, so pretty much that's what's traversing right now through the, uh, NFL and, uh, for Saints fans, uh, in this area also. So, Jeff, uh, a lot going on in that regard. So uh, uh, we need to go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. we got a lot more to talk about uh, when we return.
0: Landry has been traveling around District 49, talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, How can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign.
3: Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no
0: further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Kane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
3: Hi, this is Boxcar Bagel, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240.
1: Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangro, and Sugar Oaks.
3: So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on kane 1240com and catch the podcast the next
1: day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big, uh, as we call it, hump day, February the 1st here at uh, Kane Radio. Uh, With that, uh, too, uh, uh, the news coming out uh, today, it's uh, National Signing Day and, uh, with National Signing Day, recruiting has also comes to the top of the ladder here. As they say we have uh here in South Louisiana, or in the South for that matter. You have uh, football season, you have uh, recruiting season, you have spring football, and pretty much uh, football in the national spotlight today. So with that, uh, it looks like uh, LSU, uh, they're nearly finished, Uh, they brought in 25 recruits uh, for their 2023 class, Uh, they mostly wrapped up everything, and also Coach Kelly has gone out and really hit the uh, transfer portal, bringing in uh, a lot of people that uh, can feel some depth for him and also some spots. And uh, LSU uh, basically today has uh, one uh, spot they'd like maybe to uh, run in on uh, Jamal Howard, who's a defensive tackle. Out uh, uh, your area, uh, Jeff, Marist uh, High School, Maray High School? Mar- Marist, Jim. Marist High School in Chicago. He'll announce his decision in a ceremony at school. Uh, he's also uh, a defensive lineman uh, in the country, uh, How would we give LSU its first high school defensive tackle in the 2023 class? And uh, with that, uh, a position where LSU lacks young depth. And uh, the staff started recruiting him uh, down the stretch. We'll see. He's uh, considering Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, and uh, Miami. Other than Howard's announcement, uh, the national signing day will be uneventful for LSU as uh, they signed 25 high school recruits in December. Added 11 transfers. They have the number four overall class in the country with transfers and prospects combined with 247. Uh, though LSU may not land anyone on uh, today, uh, for the first time it can still add to the 2023 class through the transfer portal. The Tigers have six open scholarships. They are keeping an eye on the portal uh, for another linebacker, a veteran tight end. They also offered longtime Miami center, Ja'Kai Clark. Uh, So with that, uh, LSU along with uh, UL pretty much uh, didn't see UL have much action in the transfer portal. They got a transfer from TCU. Uh, Of course, they had a couple kids uh, transfer out. They signed 22 uh, prospects uh, in that uh, particular category through um, the first signing period. And I saw an article I'm looking for right now with regards to, uh, it's uh, the article talked about that that coaches uh, basically right now, Uh, are willing to look at and trade off uh, the national signing date. I think it's the third Wednesday in December, possibly the fourth. They're looking to maybe move it up and move it up maybe to end of November, beginning of uh, December, where the the travel right now is just uh, these coaches are never home. Uh, There's talk to move in that uh, national signing date, which came into play uh, a few years ago. But uh, right now, uh, the – coaching uh are talking about it uh i think at the meetings uh they had last uh i want to say last january the first few weeks of january there's a dead period where you can't recruit kids so uh
2: over the holidays the, the early signing period yeah. ends like the 22nd or 23rd gives uh kids who want to get it out of their way uh to enjoy the
1: holidays Uh, But then,
2: as you mentioned, it it closes, and then uh, today is that first day back.
1: That's right. And it's just something they're looking at. uh, It wouldn't surprise me at all if they do uh, move that date uh, to give the coaches uh, a little more time and give them a dead period to where uh, they can't uh, go out and uh, try to – uh, solicit recruits and all. So, uh, anyway, I- I'm going to keep an eye on that story, too. Uh, it's uh, starting to come and be active in that regard. So, we'll see how that will take place here through uh, the time period. Uh,
2: and I- I'm not sure late November, early December solves their problem, though.
1: Well, you know, with that.
2: Especially if you got a bowl game. That- that's and- what the point was, too. And if you uh, – I just get rid of the early signing
1: period. I mean, what the heck. Just, just- – we well, you know it went on for many years back in the day where the SEC had a signing period, an early signing period, uh, like in December sometime, and uh, coaches would go out and recruit. But um, the other conferences in the country wouldn't honor it. Mm-hmm. So they'd come in and uh, late and try to persuade some of these kids that already signed with some of the schools in the South. And included uh, most of the conferences in the South honored each other's uh, uh, signings. So it wasn't like Alabama was going to take a kid from UL or anything like that. They honored that. But up, st- up on the West Coast and the Big Ten, in other southwest they came in and tried to raid and for the national signing date so uh they've had speculation uh with moving that date uh, i wish i could have found that article i thought i'd saved it uh but it's uh it's coming to that uh right now and uh, we'll see if that'll transfer some of these uh coaches can get a little more rest and you know with the bowl seasons uh that if you're not out recruiting uh you're you, you're basically trying to uh, uh prepare your team for the bowl game so um in the meantime. Uh, if I could find that article maybe in one of the breaks, we'll talk about it. Elsewhere, uh, Jeff, uh, high school basketball last night. You had a game last night uh, on Kane Radio uh, with the Lorville Tigers taking on Ascension Episcopal. There were a few other games in the area, too. I think you have some scores on that.
2: Yeah, tough night for uh, Lorville, Ascension Episcopal. You could tell uh, size uh, was uh, going to be a problem for them. A uh, couple of guys we know from their football team, Kate Dardar and Austin Mills, Luke Guidry uh, all had pretty good nights. Uh, uh, Dardar with 17 points, Guidry 15 points, and uh, Austin Mills uh, finished with 7. I think those were the leading scores for uh, Ascension Episcopal. Lorville had trouble uh, getting the ball uh, down uh, inside, and uh, Vishon Blunt led all scores uh, for Lorville with 11, 8 each for Kylan Polk, and Dylan Singleton uh, for Elnor, added six points there but uh you could tell uh that they're a little whipped toward the end uh because they they didn't work in nearly as many players as ascension episcopal they were a lot deeper on their bench
1: yeah ascension Ascension episcopal i'd call them earlier in the year with the panthers uh had a big win over them. And, uh, yeah, they have a low height, a low size, too. And, and they do have some quickness uh, amongst their kids. And uh, I told you yesterday they liked to shoot the three. Mm. And I don't know how successful that were they uh, shooting threes. Uh, but uh, uh, especially uh, the Gidra kid, and I'm trying to remember, was it number 11 uh, for uh, um, uh, Ascension Episcopal uh, would take some deep threes, too, uh, that young man. And uh, Mills was more of a, a speed uh, a driver, heading to the inside of the basket and feeding off. But Dardar's six one or so, six maybe six two.
2: He's listed at six one one eighty five.
1: Yeah, and uh, so they had uh, they've got some quality. Uh, of course, most of them, to my mind, are seniors too. And the other big kid, um, Culligan, Culligan uh, was it? I think he uh, was one of their bigger kids. He's in the six three six four area. Uh, rebounder and all for the uh, Blue Gators. Uh, don't know what kind of size Lorville has. Uh, we plan to do uh, Lorville Catholic High at Catholic High uh, in the coming weeks Yes, in that uh, regard. Also games around the area, Catholic High. Gets revenge as they journey to Baldwin to take on West St. Mary, their only district loss of the year. They must have had a slowdown game. The Panthers were averaging over 50 a game, and they ended up beating uh, the West St. Mary uh, Wolf Pack by a score of 34-31 to 31 over in uh, Baldwin last night. So the Packers avenged their only uh, district loss and uh, look forward to, I think, our next Catholic High game is February the 9th. Uh, as they take on, I'm not sure who, I think it's... Uh, the ninth, uh Indiana Renaissance. Sons, yeah, and I think that's senior night, too, for the Panthers. I'm
2: pretty sure that's why you put it on the schedule.
1: Yeah, it's senior night. So, uh, elsewhere in um, um, high school basketball in the area, I saw where uh, Highland was defeated by V.C. Generet uh, also uh, gets beaten by Central Catholic, is that correct, too? They played last night, uh, trying to recall... Uh, their game last night and Who, who's that? Generette uh, losing to uh, Central, Central Catholic, Catholic.
2: seventy six to fifty six.
1: Okay, and then uh, also uh, Holland losing to VC uh, in a district matchup, I do believe. And uh, Colton
2: was also sixty to forty.
1: Okay, and then also uh, Westgate last night getting back on a little winning track there as they defeat uh, David Thibodeau, I believe, in a tight game. I think he said it was sixty three sixty two. Correct. And now that's the score reported. OK. In OK. Series. And then, of course, Nish off, was off. They the last played. Uh, they played Monday night. OK. Uh, which wasn't on the schedule
2: we looked at yesterday, but it's um, what score streams are reporting.
1: Course, Nish only having one loss this year, losing to Father Turlings. Uh, to recall that score, I think it was 56, 57 to 49. It was an eight point difference.
2: Semi final game in a tournament. Tournament,
1: that's great. That's their only loss of the year, too. And as I mentioned to you off the air, uh, it seemed like Nish, uh, that district, is only playing one game against opponents instead of a home and home. And that went on during the COVID for most of the area teams. I don't know if that district uh, stayed with that due to the uh, hurricane situations uh, that the southwest part of the state had with uh, storms over the last two years. But uh, Nish right now looking pretty good. (laughs) I I forgot to look up their power rating. I'd like to see what that is right now with regards to New High and uh, Coach Porcho with his team uh, uh, playing lights out right now. Uh, With that only loss coming to Father Turling's, I think that was January 6th in a tournament over at Father Turling's, who uh, they were playing on Turling's home floor. Uh, Hadn't seen uh, anything else up in that. Of course, Nish does play, I think, Friday night. I know they play Westgate again, too.
2: Yeah, they play back-to-back games at home Friday, and again, Westgate Saturday. I'm forgetting the opponent Friday. Um, uh,
1: For Nish... uh, how about uh, was it Como? Maybe I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, I think was, uh, maybe Sulphur. Uh, that might be it too. Not that I, I recall. I just speaking glanced. of it, j-
2: just some other scores from right. the region. Sulphur beat Karen Crow fifty-two to forty-eight. Saint Thomas Bore, North Vermilion, they beat him sixty-five to twenty-four. Sam Houston beat Lafayette, forty-seven to forty-two. Northside beat Turlings eighty to sixty-eight. J.S. Clark Leadership Academy beat ESA sixty-three to. 60, Hanson beat Covenant Christian, 48-29. to 29, Brobridge over Livonia, 50-43, Abbeville over Crowley, 60-54. to 54. Nish girls won last night, 41-37, to 37, but I forgot to write down their opponent. Uh, but anyway, that and uh, Laureville girls lost last night, too. I forgot to make note of their
1: final score. And that was against uh, the Caltechite girls. Ascension Episcopal. Again. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. You're right, man. Thank you. Too far ahead. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, of course, a lot going on. Uh, of course, the well, we got get ready to take a break uh, shortly. But the Pelicans lose their ninth in a row. I mean, they're just uh, boy. They need Zion Williamson back in a big time way. He's still got another week to ten days, I think, to evaluate that hamstring uh, strain. Uh, and Brandon Ingram, who's back in the lineup, is just uh, still rusty as the Dickens. He uh, had a poor night shooting last night uh, along with the rest of the uh – uh, Pels, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that Well you listen to Bayou Sports here on Cane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this.
4: Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s.
3: Hi, this is Larry Miller from your local McDonald's. We are committed to helping restaurant employees further their education and achieve their dreams. Whether that means helping them finish high school, earn an associate's or bachelor's degree from a college or university, pick up a trade at trade school, or even learn English. Our employees can earn up to $3,000 a year for education. McDonald's in education, I'm loving it.
1: Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367 1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, uh, February the 1st, as we get ready to start a whole new month. And the Louisiana High School Athletic Association soccer playoff brackets, brackets I should say, have officially been released. Uh, the first round begins Sunday, February the 5th. The finals will take place on February the 18th. And there are multiple Acadiana teams. Uh, in action in both the girls' and the boys' brackets. And here's a list of Acadia High School teams uh, competing they, they, in the first round. They don't round. begin
2: the fifth. They could begin today, but they have to
1: be done by the fifth. All right. Anyway, in Division One, uh Nish made it. Uh, they did make it by the skin of their teeth as we had uh, uh, Hale Traho uh, on uh, – uh, earlier during the week. Uh, is, uh, they'll face the number one-seeded uh, Catholic High Bears out of Baton Rouge. Uh, also, uh, Lafayette High came in at 14th. They'll take on HL Bourgeois. Uh, 15th, Southside comes in. They'll take on local Acadiana at 18. In Division Two. some local area teams, Shin Uh, Comes in at 24th. They take on number nine, uh, Cato Cato Magnet. Uh, Neville takes on uh, Ruston. Don't know why that's in there. But uh, Father Terling's at number 12, takes on number 21, Lakeshore. Of course, uh, Coach Indes up in that way. Uh, David Thibodeau, number 10, takes on 23, Riverdale. 15, North Vermilion, takes on uh, South LaFouche. Number two, St. Thomas Moore takes on number 31, North DeSoto. Uh, in Division Three, Cecilia takes on local uh, Erath, number seventeen. Parkview Baptist, number nine, takes on number twenty-four, Saint Martinville. In uh, other action, uh, uh, Kennedy Discovery Health takes on Science, uh, and Science versus Morgan City at number twenty. Fourteen Leesville takes on number nineteen uh, Lutcher in Division Four. Number sixteen Catholic Hyde, Uh the Panthers uh, make it. They take on LCA out of Lafayette.
2: Both the boys and girls, sixteen seeds. Uh, the, yes. So home games.
1: Can That's you? right. That's right. To start off. Uh, Anyway, elsewhere, number nine, Episcopal, uh, Ascension Episcopal, takes on number 24, Calvary Baptist. 13th, Loyola Prep, that's out of Shreveport, takes on Westminster, number 20. Episcopal of Acadiana uh, takes on number 30, Fisher. Of course, Episcopal is number three out of uh, Cade. Elsewhere, number 14, Rapids takes on Evangelion Christian up at uh, number 19, uh, Pope John Paul, number 11, takes on number 22, Vermilion Catholic. And number 6, Grace Christian, takes on number 27, Acadiana Renaissance. Uh, with the girls, uh, the Nuremberg High Lady, lady uh, Yellow Jackets make it at number 17. They take on number 16, Hanville in Division One. Elsewhere, Mount Carmel. Uh, takes on number 24, H.L. Uh, Bourgeois, Montcalm, number 9. Number 8, Lafayette takes on number 25, Central of Fush. Number 12, Alexandria over, uh, takes on number 21, Destrahan. Number 4, CE Bird out of Streetport takes on number 29, Acadiana. These are all ladies' matchups. Number 11, Mandeville takes on number 22, Sulphur. Number 10, Southside, of course, out of uh, Youngsville. Uh, Broussard takes on number 23, Benton. In Division Two, St. Martinville, num- oh, excuse me, St. Thomas Moore, uh, jumping a the stick there, takes on number 32, Northwood. That's the uh, St. Thomas the Lady Cougars. Number 9, David Thibodeau takes on number 24, Catering of Our Lady. Uh, number 3, Turlings Catholic. Number 30, South LaFouche. 14, Rustin takes on uh, number 19, Beauchene. Again, ladies. These are all ladies' brackets. Number 11, Tayogo over takes on number 22 North Vermilion, number 6 Neville takes on number 27 Liberty South Terrebonne, number 7 takes on number 26 Como in division 3 Archbishop Hannum takes on St. Martinville which is number 32 so they get in by the skin of their teeth. Number 5 ED White takes on number 28 Kaplan, number 4 St. Louis Catholic out of Lake Charles takes on number 29 Morgan City. 14, Cecilia over 19, uh, Ursuline Academy out of New Orleans. Number 11, Lutcher. Number 22, Leedsville. Seven, uh, Vanderbilt Catholic takes on 26, Erath Ladies in Division Four. the Catholic High Panthers, as Jeff had mentioned. Number 16 takes on number 17, the Dunham Tigers out of Baton Rouge. 16, Ascension Episcopal, uh, uh, I should say Episcopal of Acadiana, ESA, and Cade takes on number 24, St. Frederick out of Monroe, Number five, Covenant Christian takes on number 28, Holland Baptist. Good to see them in there. And number 13, a Washington Christian uh, versus number 20, Acadiana Renaissance Charter, which is out of uh, Lafayette, I do believe, in that area. So uh, the ladies' brackets. Also some more, number four, per- Episcopal versus number 29, Riverside. Uh, number 14, Homer Christian over 19, Opelousas Catholic. Elsewhere, number 11, uh, Westminster Christian over, uh, takes on 22, Ascension Episcopal, ladies. Number 6, Newman takes on 27, uh, Vermilion Catholic. And number 7, St. Thomas uh, Moore takes on number 26, uh, LCA. So uh, a lot of high school uh, soccer getting ready to take place in that regard, too, uh, Jeff. Uh, so uh, we'll hope to keep you updated uh, with the soccer games in this uh time of the year so uh soccer still playing a big part uh, for a lot, a lot of our local people here and the uh, local youngsters here in the area so uh and of course uh the story that broke earlier this morning tom brady announced his retirement uh for the second time on the same day <laughs> as he did last year don't know if you have any other uh information uh regards to uh something that caught your fancy
2: well and, and just i uh, did see a full story on Tom Brady's retirement, but again, I think we had a clip. Uh, let's roll right, the
0: tape. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured i just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. If you only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing.
2: love you all. There you go, Tom Brady. Uh, again, uh, for good, uh, gets a little emotional. He's on the beach, I'm guessing, somewhere uh, in and around Tampa, Florida. But uh, cause the, obviously it's 7.55 here. It's barely bright, and there it's not too uh, bright uh, as well. And that was released
1: at 7.12 uh, this morning. So Tom Brady uh, does it again on February the 1st uh, each year. Mm-hmm. Announces his retirement. Uh I think this is it though uh, it, it
2: would have been really cool to do it twice on Groundhog
1: day <laughs> you know, like the movie hey, haven't we seen this before Oh uh, yeah, I think you're right about that too <laughs> anyway tom Brady, and he was jeff uh he he was the probably the you know the with i guess Bradshaw along with montana uh uh, Aikman, uh, but he was probably the greatest quarterback. Seven Super Bowl rings, and with without two miraculous catches by New York Giants True. wide receivers, he'd have nine. He'd have nine rings. And, uh, so including it, one would have been a perfect season. That's right. Yeah. And the dolphins would have been smashing those wine glasses. Mm-hmm. What's left of the 73, two dolphins, 72, 73 dolphins would have been smashing those wine glasses. Well, there
2: are um, a bunch of them then that's, that's going back 14 years. man. Yeah,
1: that's right. Or so. That's right. And, uh, they, um, and I think, um, yeah, being 19 and 0, not only that, but, uh, it looks like, um, the, uh, um. Patriots uh, and the Tampa Bay Bucks will miss him uh, in that regard. Who who would have thought maybe it was Sean Payton in Denver, but he's got a quarterback. So uh, that theory is shot. You know, they had a lot of people thinking that Sean Payton and uh, Tom Brady would match up somewhere, whether it had been in uh, Houston or uh, well, Arizona or wherever. And
2: think about the timing. You know, yeah. Yeah. Payton announces, or the, the deals announced yesterday, and then Payton or uh, Brady retires today. Yeah. What, was, there, uh, was he waiting to see what would
1: happen? <laughs> this is true. This is true. And uh, something of news, too, besides uh, the Pelicans losing their ninth game in a row, uh, th- there's news coming out of the NBA today. As LeBron James has got an opportunity to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Uh, I think he's in the, somewhere in the 80s short of uh, replacing Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer with approximately, I don't know, maybe uh, 38,000 points. I saw something of that recently in my uh, t- uh, sports history uh, reports. And uh, with that uh, 38,000 points, and, you know, he can still score. You know, he scored 40 points the other night, and uh, he's pretty much on his game, too, at six foot eight, uh, Of course, he started he's as a – He's
2: not getting calls. Yeah,
1: you're right. Uh, just uh, anyway, uh, of course, LeBron uh, – uh, had a big night. Was it last night? He had a big night. Uh, yeah. He's eighty nine points short. That's what he, it is. I just saw an article. I, I think he'll get them. And his first, yeah, his first triple double of the list of Lakers uh, last night at Madison Square Garden, where they beat the uh, Knicks. Anyway, playing in the world's most famous arena, uh, where the longtime number one scorer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was born. Uh, James made his mark with his passing. He dished out 11 assists as the Lakers 129 to 123 overtime win over the Knicks, bringing his uh, career assist total to 10,338, which he leapfrogged. Uh, mark Jackson, uh, Steve Nash, uh, he leapfrogged both of them. He's number four on the list all time. But uh, he also added uh, 28 points and 10 rebounds. It was his first uh, triple double of the season, becoming the first player in a long triple double list. For his 20th season and beyond, anytime you link uh, with greats like Jackson and also, uh, you know, it's just a remarkable uh, career he's had. The 38-year-old not only 98, uh, excuse me, I transposed that, 89 points away from passing and Abdul Jabbar's record scoring mark that is good for, for nearly 39 years. So uh, pretty impressive, too, by uh, LeBron James. Too. Try,
2: trying to figure out what uniforms they were wearing
1: last night. Can you see that? Yeah, it seemed like the Lakers were wearing white and the Knicks dark. Is that and, correct? But,
2: but with a like UCLA hue to them. Yeah. Because they're light blue and yellow uh, trim. It looked like UCLA colors. And if it was a home game, sport and a UCLA look, that would have made sense. Yes. But doing it on the road, I, I'm not sure I
1: get it. Of course, you know, the Lakers finish off their trip against the Indiana Pacers on Thursday And the New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday, so LeBron James will be be in New Orleans. You're right about that. Of course, uh, with that, uh, James plays in both those contests and maintains his 30.2 per game average. He'll pass uh, Abdul Jabbar at home versus Oklahoma uh, on Tuesday. So uh, unless he has a big night, uh, they feed him the ball trying to break the record. Uh, Of course, the Lakers are right at 500 right now. And uh, who knows, uh, 89 points, is 45 each game. It's quite doable uh, for LeBron James if he uh, makes a few threes and gets some dunks in there. So uh, who knows if he could pass that mark in New Orleans. That'd be something, though. But on uh, route right now to play in uh, Los Angeles against uh, Oklahoma. So uh, pretty much – Wraps up our third segment here. Uh, Would there
2: be a motivation to hold him back so that does happen?
1: In Los Angeles?
2: Again, breaking Kareem's record. I mean, yeah.
1: Would Kareem be there? That's a good question,
2: too. I I think there's a rift between the two.
1: Uh, You might be right, but uh, not that you mentioned that. uh, I did see that somewhere a while back. Uh, And uh, I don't know if it had anything to do with – the scoring, but, uh, just, uh, no, I, I think it's more political. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's quite possible too. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Bayou sports here on a big February the first hump day. We'll be back with more along with our customary today in sports history right after this.
0: Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia parish, you need to look no further than Kane row golf and turf club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Kane Road. The brand-new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Kane Road and enjoy.
3: Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger join the team we're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS great jobs great people that's Danos
4: Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt.
1: That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49. Because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support
2: and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou
0: Sports on the all-new Kane 1075.
1: Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Cane uh, Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. as uh, our last segment, Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day. And, of course, we mentioned earlier in the broadcast National Signing Day. Uh, not many uh, big players out there to sign. I was trying to look up and see how the Cajuns uh, were stacking up here on this National Signing Day. Since we talked a little bit about uh, LSU and uh, their needs, uh, they still have approximately uh, six openings on their transfer portal. They had a, a lot of young men transferred out that uh, wanted to look for a place to play. And Coach Kelly also took uh, very much advantage of that as he signed, uh, I think, 11 or 12 uh, transfers uh, to fill some positions of need and also to add some quality depth to his program, which he uh, has uh, taken advantage of uh, which paid some of me for LSU this past year. As the Cajuns uh, wrapping up things, of course, uh, Mike Desimone, our Arborian native, uh, in his second year with the Cajuns right now. And the Cajuns uh, in that signing period signed 22 young men, but didn't see him act, have much action or it just wasn't released. The only uh, person in the transfer portal for the uh, Cajuns was Trey Fitt, uh, a young man, an edge rusher out of uh, uh, SMU that transferred into uh the Cajuns, uh not sure about that date, but didn't see uh many other Cajuns in that transfer portal. I'm gonna pull that up uh momentarily uh, to see if, the, if they had any young men leave uh the portal. Uh they, here we go. Updates uh uh, they lost Zy McDonald, I think, a uh, transfer. Uh, he went, he's going to Jackson State. Errol Rogers, uh, a wide receiver for the Cajuns, moving on to Liberty, along with Hunter Herring. Uh, not sure he was a quarterback out of uh, uh, I think uh, up in Monroe, out of uh, Washington Christian. They signed last year. Uh, Deontay Fleming's heading to Tulane. He's transferring out. Trey Fit coming in from TCU, and Damian Youngblood transferring out. But uh, the Cajuns signed. 22 uh, players in the early signing period. Don't know if they have earmarked anyone today. Actually, I,
2: I saw the uh, advocates suggest they're looking at three likely signings today, and, and you referenced Lutcher quarterback yeah. Delani Winfield. Um, they're also thinking defensive lineman Antoine Bayless from Southwest Baptist, maybe linebacker Emiliano Saldavia of Cypress Ridge High in Houston, and Quarterback Glenn Brown from, it says here, Southern University. I'm not sure if that's Southern
1: Lab, though. Yeah, that might be right. Or uh, maybe it's a transfer <laughs> portal, possibly. Uh, since the Cajuns, uh, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that their quarterbacks, uh, did the quarterback last year who broke his leg or ankle late in the year or his arm, uh, I think Woodard was his name. I think it might have been his last year of eligibility. I'm not sure. Uh, but the Cajuns and uh, Mike Desimo, uh, as you mentioned, the quarterback for much is a heck of a player. Uh, they they were lucky to snag him. Uh, he wasn't signed in the first signing period, and I think he committed to UL uh, after the first of the year. And hopefully – verbal, Yeah. yeah you still got uh, to get that your, signature. Uh, That's right. You got to put the ink to the paper. But uh, I'm pretty sure they'll retain him. So a big pickup for them. I think he amassed over 70 touchdowns his senior year throwing and running – So a good pickup for the Cajuns. So uh, in that, uh, unless uh, any other uh, notes or uh, you have, Jeff, uh, we can maybe uh, run over our Today in Sports History. Yeah, we're good to go. All right. Anyway, Today in Sports History, February the 1st uh, in that regard. In 1913, all-around athlete Jim Thorpe signs to play baseball with the New York Giants. Uh, Of course, he was the Olympic winner uh, the previous year. Uh, of course, he had those medals uh, taken away and restored uh, back in the 80s. He was in, uh, assigned to play with the Giants, Major League Baseball, and an uninspiring career for about seven years with the Giants. Uh, Thorpe, just, uh, just baseball didn't take to him and vice versa. On this date, 1950. The Green Bay Packers founder and coach uh, Curly Lambeau, of course the stadium's named after him, resigns after 31 years and six NFL titles to his credit uh, with the Packers over his years. And in 1962 on this date, Major League Baseball, the National League, released their first 162 uh, schedule uh, due to the uh, expansion with the Mets and the Astros coming into the National League. The previous year, it was the uh, Washington— American League. Yeah, the Senators and the uh, Angels uh, were the two that entered that league.
2: After the original Senators moved to Minneapolis.
1: Yeah, Calvin Griffith moved them, uh, and they brought back the Senators this the next year. Elsewhere on this date, in uh, 1965, former uh, world heavyweight champion Floyd Patterson beats Canadian George Cavallo in a unanimous decision in a 12-round non-title fight up at Madison Square Garden in New York. On this date, 1967, the 10-team American Basketball Association, formerly now the ABA, with George Mikan, the former Laker, as commissioner, is formed in last nine years And they're the ones that bring in the three-point shot. It remains a feature of the game. Uh, When they merged, uh, I think there was seven teams that merged, three or four of them folded uh, in that regard when the NBA – And the ABA merged sometime in the uh, 70s. Elsewhere on this date, 1968, Vince Lombardi steps down as the Packers' uh, head coach in favor of a longtime assistant, Phil Bankston, and stays on as the Packers' GM for one year before he moved on to the Redskins. Elsewhere on this date, nineteen seventy, And that didn't work out well. No, it didn't. And uh, Vince uh, passed away, I think, two years later. I don't Uh, even know if it was that long. Yeah, it didn't last long. I don't recall. Anyway, in 1970, on this uh, date from uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Ford Frick, of course, he was a ghostwriter for Babe Ruth, as well as Earl Combs and Jesse Hames, a pitcher with the Cardinals, elected to Baseball Hall of Fame. On this date, 1972, for the 72 NFL Draft, Walt Potoski is taken out of Notre Dame as the first pick by the Buffalo Bills, and I don't think he lasted long either in the NFL. Elsewhere on this date, 1981, in the Hula Bowl uh, over in Honolulu, Hawaii, The NFC beats the AFC 21-7. MVP of the game, 2 lanes owned Eddie Murray, a place kicker. I don't think that's ever happened before. I think he kicked five or six field goals in that game.
2: Long uh, career with Detroit, then, Yeah, he did. Eddie
1: Murray did have a long career with uh, the Detroit Lions. And at one time, I think, was uh, one of the leading scorers in the NFL until Morton Anderson passed him up. Elsewhere on this day, too, in 1992, uh, Slugger Barry Bond signs the highest single-year contract in Major League Baseball history. $4.7 $4.7 million with the Pittsburgh Pirates. You can buy a lot of HGH with that. Cool. You don't think he did. <laughs> in the meantime, in 2004, Super Bowl. Let's see what I got here. 38 in Houston. The Patriots beat the Panthers. And Jake DeLone by the score of 32 to 29. Of course, MVP of the game, Tom Brady of the New England Patriots. What year was that? Uh, this was uh, 2004, The January of 2004. Which was also the big
2: halftime show. Janice Jackson. That's right. That's uh, right. Which was so blown out of proportion, uh, I can't believe how it uh, affected other things uh, going forward. That CBS uh, got hit with um, FCC violations. That's, right. That's it, right. It was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. It was. But anyway. Yeah, Jake
1: DeLome, said, uh, His. Uh, I, I was getting nachos. Yeah, his, his game. Anyway, uh, also in 2006, high school senior Epiphany Prince. Check this out. Scores the girls' prep basketball record, 113 points. uh, And against uh, Murray uh, Berg-Trump, they won 137-32. to It was a win over Brandis High School. Cheryl Miller had the all-time record for girls in high school. Cheryl Miller had 105 points. Of course, Cheryl Miller played for USC or UCLA. I'm trying to remember. Her brother played, Reggie played at USC. UCLA, I can't recall, but one of those universities out in Los Angeles. Anyway, in 2014, in this date, quarterback Peyton Manning becomes the all time record holder for MVPs with his fifth in the National Football League. Uh, In New York, he was also honored as the Offensive Player of the Year uh, in that. And on this date in 2022, at age 44, Tom Brady, the greatest NFL quarterback of all time, announces his retirement after a 22-year career with seven Super Bowl titles with the Patriots and the Buccaneers. And Tom came back and announced his retirement today uh, in a little emotional speech that you played earlier.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if he did that on purpose. I got to think so. In the timing of uh, Sean Payton announcing he's going to Denver, he knows he's not going to Denver. I don't know uh, if if he realized it was exactly that on the same date. He didn't reference that in the video. Yeah. He, he referenced the fact that uh, he had uh, said that before and changed his mind, but he made it clear that would not be the, the case. Well, we'll see on March 13th. Yeah, that's that, right. That'll be a date that uh, people are going to hover around and see,
1: well, yeah, how many licks
2: does it take?
1: Yeah, I'm with you uh, with uh, February 2nd, if you'd announced that <laughs> last year, again this year on Groundhog Q-Q Day. Sunny and Share. That's right, that's right. Anyway, in the meantime, birthdays today. Uh, one of the all-time great LSU football players and a coach for LSU, uh, born on this date, 1915, Gaynell Tinsley. uh uh, a college football hall of famer and an end, an all-American at LSU in thirty-five and thirty-six. He he coached LSU from forty-eight to fifty-five. He also played in the National Football League with the Chicago Cardinals. He was born in Rupel, uh, uh, Rup- uh, Ruple, Louis. I don't even know where that is. R U P L E. I'm gonna look that up. Ruple, Louisiana. He passed away in two thousand two. Also, deaths on this date in two thousand nineteen uh, was Wade Wilson, the NFL quarterback. Uh, from 1981 to 98, of course, he was with the Cowboys for the Super Bowl in 95, the Vikings, a Pro Bowl player. He also played with the Saints, A Dave brief Wilson. time with the Saints. Yeah. That's right. And, and the Bears, too, I think. Yep. And you know what? He died from complications of type 1 diabetes on his 60th birthday. Wow. So born and died again on the same date, February 1st, uh, Dave, uh, Wade Wilson. Anyway, the maybe, quote maybe of the day. Maybe
2: that's why Tom Brady chose that. Day yeah, who time.
1: knows I with Tom. Know. Anyway, the quote of the day, Skip Carey on an 11-inning game between the Giants and the Braves. He said, I've had more marriage that didn't last that long <laughs> with that extra inning game. Of course, uh, his young son, Skip Carey, was announced, Chip. I think, earlier. Chip. Chip. Yeah, Chip announced earlier this week he's going to be the television voice for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, which, they're uh, in need of one. Yeah, that's right. The other one, uh, I think uh, John McLaughlin was released uh, recently uh, as uh, he got in a little uh, disturbance with uh, drinking and driving. Yeah. And uh, the Cardinal organization uh, released him uh, in that regard. So uh, Skip Carey and now his son Chip calling uh, Cardinal But I don't ever remember Skip calling Cardinal games. Harry did, of Harry. course. Grandpa. No, no, no.
2: If he did, it's it's news to me, but he had a long career with TBS and and the Braves. Yeah, Uh, Ted Turner. I'll never forget, um, you know, Skip uh, was doing a game in Chicago, and as would often be the case, and and you watch enough baseball every once in a while, one announcer will go into the other announcer's booth, and uh, he's talking with Harry and probably Steve Stone and saying, yeah, I can't keep up with my father and I can't keep up with my son. Skip Skip was great. He had a pretty good sense of humor. And the sad thing about uh, Chip Carey, he was to join Harry in 98 and work with the Cubs WGN, uh, and then uh, Harry passes away. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be talking about that uh, day in sports yeah. history in about a week or two. Yeah,
1: he passed away in February of 98, if my memory serves yes. me correctly. and, uh, and Just as
2: pre- uh, spring training was about to begin. Yeah, was-
1: he, uh, he, he called. He- called The Cardinal games from 45 until 69 when Gussie Bush, uh, it, what used to be he'd wear his boxer shorts up in the old uh, uh sportsman's park with his net trying to catch foul balls out of the press box <laughs> doing uh, baseball. Brought games.
2: that to Comiskey Park too, then
1: yeah, he spent a
2: year in Oakland and then uh, to the White Sox and then eventually with the Cubs about 11 years later, yeah,
1: anyway. Uh, Today in sports history, February the 1st, Tom Brady retires again for the second time on the same date, a year apart. So uh, a lot going on, National Signing Day for uh, collegiate uh, teams. Uh, we'll most we'll of them are, see
2: where the chips fall
1: tomorrow, and yeah, we'll talk about it then. Yeah, we'll, we sh- we shall. Anyway, uh, that's it, Jeff. Uh, back to you.
2: A couple of uh, notes uh, just uh, to follow up. Uh, Cheryl Miller, USC. Okay. So, And then... Uh, CBS Sports says the supposed conflict, now I remember it, uh, between Kareem and LeBron began when uh, LeBron, uh, no, Kareem expressed his disappointment with a meme James shared on Instagram uh, implying that COVID 19 was no different than the common flu or common cold. And in response, Abdul Jabbar said James should be embarrassed about some things he has done. But again, uh, they they have had good moments, but uh, there's a little bit of a rift there.
1: Yeah, anyway, uh, of course, LeBlanc is paid with what, four teams? uh Cleveland, Miami, uh the Lakers and Cleveland again. Yeah, that's right. Cleveland again. So, he's bounced around a little bit uh trying to win rings and he's got what 3-4 right now. I do believe. 3 or 4? Yeah. So, uh got a little with ways With three to different go. franchises.
2: That's right. Although the one with the Lakers is a little sketchy It was that COVID year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I'm not going to discount that or any title during those COVID years, but you know, playing limited number of games or stretching it with that three-month break maybe between the regular season or what, you know, there was maybe two weeks left of the regular season and then uh, a big break and then finishing. It just, maybe an asterisk is due, but I guess somebody had to win
1: those years. Yeah, and uh, of course, I'm trying to recall... Uh, with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think he won one with the with uh, the Denver, Bucks. Bucks. I think he was still Lou Alcindor. I didn't think he changed to his Muslim faith until uh, after that seventy one season, his first season. Uh, of course, he competed against Wilt Chamberlain uh, for a couple seasons in that regard, but. Uh, Anyway, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record could be passed by LeBron James in the next three games. So It will be
2: passed. It's just unless some tragedy happens. Yes. Unless he gets on Kobe's helicopter or no, some watch stupidity. Out
1: anyway, you're right. Anyway, today in sports history, Jeff.
2: All right. Big thanks again to our sponsors. Our show brought to you in part by L.A. Classic Roofing. Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, district number forty-four, number 49, excuse me, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club and Schwing Insurance again. Appreciate their support of Bayou Sports.